Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put on important news. And today's news, that's an understatement. It is important. It's big. If you're bullish or a believer in the future of the electric vehicle industry, and we're not talking about just batteries, we're talking about infrastructure, chargers, roadside assistance, the massive infrastructure that's going to have to take place uh, by 2030, 2035 in order to get electric vehicles really rolling, then you are going to love this conversation with Marshall Gunter, the CEO of Datametrics, trades in Canada under DM for our friends in the US, DTMXF, and for our friends in Germany on the stock symbol D4G on Frankfurt. Uh, CIO Review has called the company the most promising Canadian tech company for 2022. And why is that? Financial highlights just last year, just last year, year ended, just under $50 million in record revenue, up just under 300%. Uh, record adjusted EBITDA, $15 million, up 1,800%. Net earnings, $9 million, up just under 300%. They're, they're hitting it out of the park. Q1 had similar fantastic results. They've got multiple divisions. Most companies would be jealous and would just want to have one of these. But today we're going to hop straight to the EV artificial intelligence charging division. Uh, we'll get Marsh to give us the official name because the press release we're talking about Data Metrics announces acquisition of EV Connect Solutions. It's a $10 million acquisition for essentially, let's call it uh, electric vehicle, mobile charging, roadside charging assistance. And there's more to it than that. Marshall, welcome back, my friend. Hi, George. I'm glad to be here today. Hey, and there are a lot of people online who have been waiting for this. You know, we've seen it all over social media. Can't wait for Marshall and George uh, to talk about this. So, so here we are. Before the details, this is a major acquisition. This isn't small peanuts, $10 million. How excited are you just in general about, and then we'll dive into the details about how excited are you about uh, adding this to the data metrics family? Well, we're super excited at data metrics to add this to the family. I mean, we've been working on this one for quite some time and, you know, with a market like EV and the potential that we can combine this with, with our existing technology, this is a no brainer for us. No brainer. And we're in good company here. So, you know, with an acquisition like this, you know, we get the backing and the partnerships with EVAR in Korea and also, you know, companies like Samsung, Hyundai, Kia, everybody's in this one. So this could not, you know, be a better acquisition for us. Yeah. Great fit. This is not, this is not, uh, you know, starting off from the ground up with an idea. It's already off and running. Let's talk about how does this work? So we're talking about, mobile charging, roadside charging, roadside assistance. Is this, are, is this being positioned more like CAA, you know, the Canadian Auto Association where they help, or is this more Petro-Canada where you're going to be, you're going to be helping charge people all the way through their journeys. Talk to us about how this is going to work. Well, George, it's not just one or the other. It's a bit of both. So, you know, with EVAR and with this acquisition, we have uh, smart chargers, like if you already have an electric car and you want to put a smart charger on your wall, they've got one of the most advanced smart chargers on the market and we're bringing that in. This thing won the innovation award at CES this year. Yep. Uh, there's mobile EV chargers. Okay. So ranging from like small carts, small portable batteries, all the way up to gigantic trucks, like huge trucks. Think um, something like a giant U-Haul 
that you were moving that's full of batteries and chargers and stuff. Plus, not only do they do we get access to all the equipment and stuff, there's also an app, there's management systems, everything's put in place. I mean, this is a full-fledged company, full-fledged offering, everything's already in place. Tens of thousands of installed chargers and stuff already, thousands wow. of users, thousands and thousands of users already there. Yeah, the whole model yeah. is ready to go. The, the, this is a business, a business model with all the all the equipment, all the assets, everything ready to go whole for model. Canada. That's right. Whole model is ready to go. So you can, you know, we can service the CAAA style stuff, and they're getting smaller. So one of the one of the more interesting things you're talking about with the CAA is you're you're looking at trucks and stuff that are able to, you know, help people as they're stranded or you know they have problems and such. Um, there's going to be fleets of this happening in the next decade, like fleets of it. all kinds of cars are going to get stranded trucks, et cetera. But it's not just cars and trucks. You know, we're talking about, well, you know, Canada, Europe, everybody is moving to a fully electric infrastructure. Yeah, drones, so, autonomous flying vehicles, autonomous that's right. taxis, right? Delivery services. Delivery I don't know if services, anybody right? saw the Amazon blimp that drops drones out the top. All of this is EV. Every bit of it is chargers. Every bit of it is batteries. Um, and we're glad to be right in the middle of the mix now. You know, so the market estimations are somewhere north of $150 billion uh, worldwide. And this, like I said, it's not just it's not just CAA. That's how it starts. That's obviously how it starts, because there's not enough EV on the road right now to just say, OK, we're going to drop, I don't know, EV gas stations every five feet. Right. That's the big chicken egg problem that the whole electric vehicle industry is having. Guys like me, I've got what's called range anxiety. And I noticed you use that in the press release as well, which is, uh, all right, I don't want to buy a Tesla or whatever the case may be. And then I got to look for, even though your technology helps with that, I got to look for places to go charge up. So you've got a little bit of hesitancy on both sides. So this, the roadside assistance part, it really helps uh, fill a gap there until the infrastructure is all set up, which is a massive undertaking on its own. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the neat things that you mentioned about range anxiety. And that's one of the key pieces in this is we're able to put in some of our predictive analytics and stuff and augment what's already there. So this is a case, and we've been working on this for a while. You know, we put out a press release months ago about us working on a pilot project with EV and now it's coming to fruition. You know, it worked well enough that here we are and we're going to be bringing all of this into Canada as the exclusive provider. But as I was saying, this plugs right in with a lot of our predictive analytics and a lot of our AI to solve those range anxiety problems. So, you know, while it does start off exactly like what you're talking about, CAA, and whether that's just for individuals, but not just individuals, right? You're talking corporations need these things. Um, you know, the fleets that are out there now, we're talking, you know, the different car dealerships, everybody needs these things right now. And the demand is getting bigger very quickly. So that's yeah. how it's. I mean, demand is big right now. It's just right. growing. Right. And, you know, Canada, not so much the U.S., but Canada, Europe, a lot of the East Asian countries, they're even going so far as talking about taking gas, you know, fossil fuel cars off the road in the next decade or so. Right. It took a hundred years to put in the infrastructure we have in place yeah. right now. One hundred years to put it in. 
or a little more, give or take, when you say the car was invented. That's what we've got. Roads, gas stations, and people, that's all the- And infrastructure to get the gas to the gas stations, all these right. trucks, depots, trucks, all pipelines, of drills, right. ExxonMobil, BP Oil, you know, Saudi Aramco. All these things are put in place to run cars. That's what it was, you know, that's where all this comes from, you know, to run our vehicles. All those vehicles are going electric. There's 10, 15 years to get that replaced and working. Like that's going to be a massive endeavor. That's the long-term shot of where this comes in, right? This stuff is only going to advance further and further and further. And you get to fill and, that gap in the meantime. You can solve the long-term issue, but until we get to that long-term infrastructure solution, the great thing is uh, this allows you to fill in the gap in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. So we can, you know, we start off filling the gap, as you said. We start off with the fleets of trucks. You know, there's there's several mobile charging units already on their way. You know, and they're going to be over here in the Canadian market in the next, you know, six months, few months, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, as you said, as this progresses, this is the type of tech and type of pieces that are going to be replacing gas stations. People are going to put these things in their homes. They're already doing it. I have one in my home right now. We have a hybrid vehicle out front. Um, we haven't hit a gas station. I'm not joking. Probably two months. Something like that, maybe even longer. Your timing is impeccable, uh, by the way, given given the fact it just cost me 200 bucks to fill up one of my SUVs yesterday. Yeah, yeah sometimes it's kind of kind of better to be lucky than yeah, good. Yeah, on so that that's, front, ser <laughs> that's serendipitous. Yeah, hey, so what does rollout look like in terms of both time and geography? Obviously, you, the, these all, this whole infrastructure, all these products, all these assets aren't coming from Korea, and you're going to make them available coast to coast you know, in Q3 or and or Q4. So give us a sense for what the rollout's going to look like time-wise and even geography, if you know it offhand. Like you might start off in Quebec first or you might start in Ontario. How's that look? How's that, uh, how, how's that going to look? So we're going to start off in the areas uh, that we're already you know, firmly entrenched in the Canadian markets. And we're going to be looking at the bigger ones first. Now we haven't decided exactly which individual market where this is going to roll out just yet, but that will be very soon. But we are looking at the larger markets, you know, the Toronto's, uh, Montreal, Vancouver, and we're already well entrenched in those. And then we're going to be moving it out as fast as possible from there. Now, as I was saying, this one's coming out quick. This stuff is already built. It's already there. And there is no way in the world um, that we could have come up with this type of stuff for 10 million bucks absolutely no way and not with as an aggressive a rollout plan as we're talking about there's no absolutely no way well that answers so, the twitter question where someone said hey george can you ask marshall why are you paying 10 million dollars for this company it seems like you're paying way too much and here you are saying i couldn't even i couldn't even uh do the the the, the capital expenditures with with 10 million you couldn't even get anywhere close to this so it's well worth no it. no not not at all there's no way we could we could get anywhere like remotely close to what we're bringing to the table for this amount of money. Absolutely not. But we were talking about rollout. So Q3, we're looking to have, you know, the apps and everything running in beta just to make sure everything's good. And then we're going to start pulling in revenue in Q4. That's the plan right now. Uh, and like I said earlier, the target markets, we're starting to want to, you know, a couple of the bigger markets first and roll that thing out as fast as possible. Um, 
Will the roadside you know, be first, Marshall? Does that make sense? Because roadside, you can literally yeah, part of the and hit the ground running. And then infrastructure takes a little more time because you're going to have to find partners That's and shopping malls or whatever the case may be where you're going to partner up with them. Right. But the, the, the roadside starts right away, right? Yeah, the roadside starts almost immediately. Like I said, uh, the app's just being converted for the North American market. Right. Right. There, there's, a, you know, there's things that have to go on under the hood there. Most people think it's just translation and a few things like that, but it, it's not. There's more. There's legal that you have to go through. Um, you know, even down to, you know, like volts and watts and different charging stations and pieces like that. Of, you know, how do we, how does our infrastructure work over here versus how does, does the infrastructure work, you know, say in China or Korea or Japan or something like that, or even in Europe, right? So all that's got to be converted. It's on its way. Um, and, you know, we'll be rolling this out in a few months. Like, that's it. It's going, it's going and it's going fast. And so we're super excited about that. Now, and this is just one stock piece. deal, by the way. I want to just say something quickly there. What does that say about about Evar and EV Connect that they're willing to take this all in stock? There, I don't, I don't think there's a dollar in cash here. So, what does that say that they're willing to take their, you know, uh, their uh, compensation in stock? Well, it's not just that they're willing to take it; it is they want to take it in stock. <laughs> You know, so we're talking to companies like this. This is $10 million. They believe this is going to work. Otherwise, they won't take the stock or they won't push to take the deal in stock. And that's, you know, that's that's really what it boils down to is that, you know, the guys on the other side of this deal think the stock is more valuable than any cash we can handle right now. And quite frankly, we agree. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it works It works great. You don't have to lay out cash, even though you got a lot of it. Thank goodness you got incredibly strong balance sheet, you're able to, you're able to actually uh, just utilize your stock as currency right now. Well, yes, for this deal, we absolutely are. Now we're not saying that the cash is going to be on reserve or anything like that. No, but we're looking to get our, you know, our shareholders the best value and bringing this in. This is a huge amount of value for these guys, especially over the course of the next you know, year, two years, things like that. This is going to explode. And that's what we are, you know, that's what we're doing. One other thing I wanted to mention, I want to backtrack just a little bit. You know, you were asking about the CAA model. There's one other piece that, that didn't talk about in there, but like the portable batteries that are already there, that Evar has and et cetera, these guys can even go into like Uber style fleets. And that is something that's actively, that people are actively exploring right now. Is, you know, is there a component of the gig economy in with this? And the, the answer to that is absolutely yes. And, the, you know, Evar is not the first person to see this, right? And, you know, we just saw recently where Ford is going to drop um, charging cables into F-150 trucks. Okay. But, again, as I said, the management systems, the apps, all this stuff, you know, we have it now. We've got it all. We don't have to build any of that. We move it into the North American market and we start moving. And so we're going to be able to hit the ground running very, very quickly. Are you going to be using EV Connect as the brand here in Canada as, as well? Or maybe my, what, what does the branding look like? Well, right now it's EV Connect Solutions. And right now there's no, there's no plans to change that at the moment. If there is, you know, we'll let everybody know. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of moving parts. What does the revenue model look like as, or as much as you can tell us right now? Because they're charging, there's the portable batteries, there's the infrastructure, 
ballpark obviously you get look you guys did all the math and you and 10 million dollars in stock you're you're happy to do it so you must be seeing something now and i'm not asking for projections just ask you for what the <laughs> revenue model looks like because we can't get projections right now that's for sure so the initial revenue is as you said we're talking about caa charging things like that putting some infrastructure in place individual chargers putting fleets on the road setting up assistance but not just with individuals you know the app's going to be available to the general public like they will be able to go download the app you know punch it up and work with our solutions to keep their cars charged to reduce the range anxiety like you're talking about etc um, but we're also working with corporations on that you know caa has fleets out on the road they need this stuff um you know the different car dealerships and things they all have the same thing they need it too so those are that's where the initial revenue uh, you know is coming from but there's also other things in there that a lot of people don't think about like for every kilowatt hour that we push out the door, there's a carbon tax credit on it, right? We can leverage that. We absolutely can leverage that. And there's other incentives that are coming down from the government, you know, more and more yeah. and more. And they're only going to accelerate. Like there's if Canada and the EU and places like that really want to hit these targets that they're talking about, these are going to accelerate. There will be no shortage of cash for, for making sure this industry get right. rolling and you're you're already seeing it like roll out in some of the larger countries like the biden administration is already talking yeah. about you know public money for this type of infrastructure and stuff and like i said we're getting in there first and we're getting in there fast and that's the idea how do you get the word out to hey here's george he drives a tesla and uh and i run out of juice literally <laughs> somewhere in the country or whatever inside the city how do I even find EV Connect? Is am I going to find you because you're going to create relationships with all the dealerships, and the dealerships are going to do the work? Maybe create partnerships with EV Connect, or are you going to have to? Is it going to be a bit of a ground war where you're going to have to do digital marketing and all that to make sure George and Mary and John all know uh, that EV Connect exists for the roadside assistance side, anyways? Well, we're looking at doing some partnerships, as I said, and we're also looking at doing the the individual model. You know, like I said, those are those are both there, like they already exist, and we're bringing them in. So, you know, for the individual, you'll be able to get your app on iOS, you know, Android, etc. And you know, we fully plan on making sure that people know about this, right? You know, we're in the press now. We're going to be, you know, in the press doing that soon. But we also hope to leverage those partnerships, like what you're talking about. So, you know, there's some incredible backers in here, some people that are in this, like I said earlier, you know, the likes of Samsung, Hyundai and such. Um, you know, we're hoping to work with the, both people on the ground in Canada and our partners abroad to make sure that that awareness level is there. And that, you know, when people do need assistance or they're associating charging with something that EV Connect Solutions is the one that comes to the top of the list. And so, yeah, that's exactly how it's gonna roll. What do you say to investors who say that in an all stock deal, 66.66 million shares, dot, 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 that this is too dilutive? Well, I would say that, yeah, it's a little bit of dilution, but it's 100,000, 10% worth it. These companies come in, you know, we're talking big companies here, big companies involved in this deal, Samsung, Hyundai, Kia, Evar, these are big companies. They don't want our money. They want the stock because they think it's gonna work. 
You know, we're, we are an exclusive partner in the, in the Canadian market. They think this is going to work. They think the stock's going to be way more valuable than any kind of cash that data metrics could furnish them. So as these types of negotiations go, you know, that's where we are. And, and I've got to presume, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, if you were giving that stock to George, maybe, right, he, you know, I, I might be flipping for nickels. But because of these businesses are so big, because they made such big investments, and because these are such long, this is such a long-term strategy for them, even though it's dilution, they're not flipping for nickels here, right? I'm assuming they're going to lock these away. And uh, I don't know what the time period is because I can't speak for them, but I've got to think five years, maybe 10 years, because they want to see this technology become mainstream. No, absolutely. They want to see this technology become mainstream right. and they wouldn't put their name on the dotted line if they didn't. Right. And, you know, that's obvious. So, you know, these companies, people like that, they're looking for that value. You know, what's this going to turn in, you know, two years? What's this going to turn in five years? What's this going to turn in 10 years? In 10 years, when there's an EV or some sort of electric powered vehicle, drone, bus, truck, you know, running around, they want to have the infrastructure in there to support that. They want to be the ones helping to provide that. You know, that's a massive investment for them. And given the fact that this market's supposed to really, really hit maximum velocity in 2030, 2035, somewhere in there, again, we can't speak for them, but this isn't like you just did a financing with Georgecom Finance at 15 cents for $10 million and 66 million shares where you think, uh-oh, four months from now, Georgecom Finance uh, is probably going to start to leak this out slowly and get recoup some of their capital. Uh, I would assume like, you know, there's, they're, they're just going to tuck this away. I would assume so too, you know, based upon the conversations we've had, you know, they're looking at this as an opportunity to get into a new national market and then to move it on to other markets past that. Like this is huge for them beyond anything $10 million could even speak to. Last question. The hardware is on its way. It's, I guess it's on containers. It's coming over uh, by ships. When it lands in Canada, uh, are we going to get a chance? Maybe you guys are going to, to actually see it all to, through video. Maybe we even do a remote interview so that you're, <laughs> you're well. And, and when do you expect that to happen? I think it's in the next four to six weeks. No, no, no. For, no the hardware is coming in over the next uh, over the next several months. Okay. okay. Like I said, there's a hard, this is a full on blitz into Canada and the North American market. So we have a, there's a little bit of work to do there. Like I said, there's different volts, watch, things like that that need to be taken care of. And then things, things are shipping, right? There, this is in process as we speak. Again, we're looking at a Q3 beta, right? So once all that gets done, another few months, we'll get through this in, you know, the rest of the summer and then boom, off and running Q4 revenue. That's where it is. Man, that's exciting. We're not talking about, you know, 12 to 18 months out. We're talking about we're sitting here in the essentially the middle of June. And yeah. by the end of the by the end of the year, you know, we're going to see these things on the road. That that's really exciting. And you know, a lot of times I'd say, you know, or people watching and listening might say, well, we'll see how it goes. But the fact of the matter is, whatever you guys have touched, every division, you know, the other divisions, uh, you guys generate revenue, you guys generate customers. Uh, and so we have no reason to believe it's not going to be the same here. So Marshall, can't wait uh, to see this hit the road and can't wait to have you back on, my friend. Absolutely. So I'll be glad to come back on anytime, George. I enjoy it. 
Yeah, yeah, especially if we're doing it live from you know the road, you know, and uh, and getting to watch the products in action. I think that's good. That's going to be amazing. And you know, uh, uh, the range anxiety is a problem, right? I speak to a lot of people who think that that's a, the. Uh, and you even had some stats that said, if I remember, I saw eighty percent of people won't buy a car unless it's got over four hundred kilometers, uh, an electric vehicle unless it's got over four hundred kilometers of range. So clearly, there's a massive gap there. And congratulations on uh, being one of the. I mean, not just being one of the leading companies, but the fact that there's a spinoff from Samsung Electronic C Lab, you know, and uh, and they've mm -hmm. you know they've created this effectively this partnership with you. Uh, I think that's that's unbelievable to you and your team, Marshall. Thanks, man. Thank you very much, George, and we're really looking forward to it. Super excited about this. To everybody at home, uh, if you've been watching or listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform, it's Marshall Gunter. He's CEO of Data Metrics, trades in Canada, the stock symbol DM for a friend in the US, DTMXF, and for a friend in Europe on Frankfurt under D4G. We know there are a lot of moving parts because it's cutting edge technology, which on the one hand is really exciting because we're talking about the future. On the other hand, it's not widgets, it's not hamburgers. So it's, there's a learning curve here. Well, the company's profile page on Agoracom, that's your first step because we really go out of our way to provide a good layman's term overview so you really understand what the company is doing, have a good foundational knowledge. And as soon as you got that under your belt, head right over the Data Metrics website to your deep dive due diligence. If you're a big believer in artificial intelligence, the electric vehicle infrastructure and the entire market is going to surround that, then you've got to do your due diligence just on, say, 12 months from now. We didn't tell you so. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.